Hello and welcome back to the British English Podcast. My name is Charlie Baxter and uh, this podcast is for non-native English learners from around intermediate to advanced learners who want to better understand British English and British culture. And today, guys, I have got a wonderful guest who comes from England. He's residing in Italy at the moment, but he does a fantastic podcast as well, because obviously mine is fantastic, but his is bloody fantastic, and he goes by the name of Martin. Martin, how are you doing today? Uh, very well. Thank you, Charlie. Thank you very much for inviting me. Very pleased to be here. Oh, my honour. And yes, Martin does the podcast called Rock and Roll English. I've listened to it for quite some time. And uh, my YouTube uh, partner, Harry, has managed to feature on there already. I feel like that was, what, six months ago now? I, you know what? I think it was almost exactly one year ago. Um, because I remember Harry asked me how old I was and I said I was 34. I was very nearly 35, but you don't want to, you know, you don't want to round that up. Don't do You don't want to go to the highest number. So not, I said I was 34. No, definitely not. Maybe, maybe when you're 17, sure, because then you can be 18 and go to a pub, um, not in the 30s. And I remember thinking maybe Charlie's going to ask me how old I am. So Again, do I want to round that up to 36 or stay solid at 35? <laughs> well, it does make me want to say uh, happy birthday for when it, when it is. When, when is the okay. big day? Um, a few weeks, 13th of November. So you can, if you send a card now, it will probably just about arrive in time. <laughs> Especially during the, the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. I should get on it. I should get on it, meaning I should start. I should do it quickly. Um, so yeah, thank you very much for being on here, Martin. And guys, we're going to be doing a podcast all around university, university in the UK, because Martin and I, we both went to uni. Um, you can you can be the judge of whether it was it was the right choice for for myself and uh, and for Martin maybe at the end of this. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, yeah, Martin, do you want to tell me a little bit about um, where you went to university? Yeah, sure. So I went to the University of Reading. Um, before going, I actually took um, a gap year, what we say. So like between study. Um, so I finished school at 18 and then I didn't actually want to go to university. So I started working for a year and then I thought, you know what, working's pretty rubbish. Um, so after a year, I thought I'll go to university because all of my friends were at university. Um, so then, yeah, started um, at the University of Reading. I studied economics. No idea why. That was obviously a mistake. Um I think I had dreams of becoming like the wolf of Wall Street. Um, but very quickly after university, when I worked in a bank, um, I, I wasn't quite the wolf of Wall Street um, and I didn't really enjoy the environment. And then now I find myself teaching English. So my degree in economics, as you can imagine, has come in handy quite a lot. So it's very useful. <laughs> Remember, if you want transcripts of this podcast, then head over to the website, thebritishenglishpodcast.com. 
Or if you wanted to join the Academy to continue listening to part two and three of this episode and get a huge amount of video lessons, pronunciation practice, quizzes, assignments, bonus content and much, much more that will ensure you get comfortable using the advanced language in these episodes, then head over to thebritishenglishpodcast.com. Um, so why, uh, why do you feel like you, you didn't want to become, um, you know, a Wolf of Wall Street fella? <laughs> what made you realise that that isn't quite for me? Um, well, the whole environment of working in a bank and when you're having like a discussion with someone, a, a heated debate in a meeting um, about an interest rate rising 0.01%, you do kind of ask yourself, what? kind of significance does this have in the world um and then you start i started thinking i don't really think i'm particularly enjoying this job number crunching so having to uh spend a lot of time with numbers all day yeah yeah that's that's something that i'm absolutely terrible at but my Mm. parents they wanted me to to be very good at this and they put me into a an after school club called kumon did you ever experience this? No, I didn't. Please tell me. I think it's a, a Japanese-based school, okay. um, like after-school club, but it's nation. It's uh, global now. Uh, it has been for some time. But yeah, it was just like um, these maths um, papers that you would do, and you'd do them repetitively. Um, I think it was my first job as well. After I got to a certain level, I was able to mark the papers. And it was like three plus one is four. Five plus two is seven. And you can still, you can tell I can, I've still got it. I can still do numbers. Oh, yeah. You never lose it. It's like riding a bike. Yeah. (laughs) But no, sadly, I have now. Like, I'm, I'm terrible at, um, at maths. Like, yeah, any, any kind of slightly complicated, situation with numbers i get very nervous i get very nervous but yeah um so at least i guess for you like you know when there's a group of six or seven of you at a dinner table and you've got to split the bill are you comfortable with that do you take the the bill you're like i've got this guys um yeah very responsible and that's why i think i studied for three years at university to do exactly that um so really useful three years well spent I mean, you get respect for that because yeah. yeah, I would respect you for that. Anyway, so let's uh, let's not digress anymore. Digress meaning uh, get distracted and talk about something else. So we're talking about university. Um, you went to Reading. Can you locate that on a map uh, on an invisible map using your okay. vocabulary? Okay. Well, I suppose let's start with London um, because most people know where that is, and then go west of london for about 25 minutes on a train from london paddington if you're asking uh maybe 30 minutes and then you arrive in reading basically between london and oxford actually <laughs> i love that phrase if you're asking is is brilliant absolutely brilliant it's um it's used and martin exampled it brilliantly there with humor in in the uk when you feel like you've said too much detail you can backtrack, you can, you can um, come back and, and say, like, I've realised I've said too much detail by saying this brilliant phrase, if you were wondering, being sarcastic, of course, 
suggesting that no one cares. But of course we care. Of course we care. So, yes. um, So you go 25 minutes uh, west of London and you're in Reading. What is Reading like? Um, There's not a lot there, I must admit. Um, (laughs) It's famous for a music festival. um, And there's not a lot else there. There's the centre of the city where there are a few bars, um, which I went to quite a few times. Um, the, the university's nice though, the campus, some nice big fields. Um, and yeah, there's, there's not really much. There are no, no sites to see. There's, there's a nice shopping center called the Oracle. Um, mm-hmm. the, uh, the, that's about it really. Okay. Okay. So it sounds like, uh, Reading, um, might be a good place to keep your head down whilst studying. Did you, did you manage to keep your head down or did you experience quite a few of the, um, the pubs, clubs and bars? Um, no, definitely did experience a bit of the pubs, clubs and bars. Um, yeah, because like I'm sure, um, every university city does, there were lots of student nights during the week. Um, my favourite being a Tuesday night in, uh, a bar called Vodka Revolution, um, which was fantastic which is actually the reason I didn't play for the football team um, for Reading because football matches were on Wednesdays and you weren't allowed to go out the night before a match um, and I, I did start playing for the football team but I just wasn't willing to give up Tuesday nights in Vodka Revolutions so uh, wow. I, had to, I had to jack it in so I had to stop playing football Fantastic. Yeah, jack it in. Um, So that is actually a really good example of what life is like as a university student if you come to the UK or certainly as a a, um, a British person going to a university in the UK because, um, yeah, you put social life or the majority of us put your social life first, don't you? So Vodka Revolutions, (laughs) it is a chain of bars. And yeah. a very a very mediocre one, I I would say. I don't know about you, Martin. Well, but I in Reading, say... it was actually the nicest place. Um, so that maybe gives you some more information about Reading. <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, so um, a, a sorry, you were playing football. So that means that you've you've got quite a bit of skill, right? You you can you can kick a ball. Oh, I can play, boy. I can play. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, certainly in my younger days, I I was uh, like quite good as a footballer, I suppose. Um, but in fact, I suppose it was university where my um, career kind of nosedived. So it kind of went down rapidly because I played at quite a high level before that. But then after three years of constant drinking... Um, my fitness levels weren't so good and also my coordination i think suffered um (laughs) (laughs) i'm questioning whether it was just the vodka that you were consuming (laughs) uh mainly mainly because i think it was the the chili shots they used to do in Mm. vodka revolutions maybe it was them i'm not sure yeah yeah dangerous stuff what would be the average uh drink that people would have as a student in the UK, would you say? What would be the top couple that you can think of? 
Well, the first one that springs to mind, um, certainly in the student union, um, is a drink which we refer to as snake bite. Um, yes. Which I must admit, I was never a, like a massive fan of. Um, I believe it's half a pint of cider and half a pint of beer. Is that right? I I would have guessed that. Yeah, and then a little bit of mm. a black currant. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, a bit of black currant. Yeah. Half beer, half cider, and a little bit of blackcurrant. Is that right? That's right, I believe. And there were a few of these. There was one as well, which I believe was referred to as a turbo shandy, um, which I think was half a pint of beer and a Smirnoff ice, which, strangely enough, last year, actually, my friend um, got married and we had um, the stag do, so like the party before the wedding. And his younger brother came along, who's quite a bit younger than us, like nearly 10 years. And his brother said to me, do you want to drink a turbo shandy? And just to try and feel young again, I thought, yeah, you know, let's let's have a turbo shandy. And I felt extremely bloated. So like bloated, like my stomach was get had lots of air in let's say mm. and kind of ruined my night really and couldn't really have fun <laughs> so uh, that's uh, that's why i'm rock and roll that's why i'm rock and roll yeah. through and through absolutely yeah remember that this episode just like every single other episode on this show comes with a free worksheet where you get to see some of the best native expressions that come up in this very episode along with definitions made for you a non-native learner. I've even designed it so that you can play the podcast episode on the same page as the free worksheet. It's super user-friendly, so head over to thebritishenglishpodcast.com right now and check out the free podcast worksheets or simply click on the link that says free podcast worksheets in the show notes of this episode. <laughs> so um, snake bite, yeah, that was one. I feel like the general requirement of a university drink was it to taste disgusting thing and for it to be very very yeah. strong and cheap mm. mm-hmm. oh yeah cheap was extremely important yeah yeah and uh that came about i mean going out that for me was like at least two to three times a week to the mm. level of almost blacking out almost can't remember your your night often it was it was not that level but you know mm. you drink that much that it was possible is that your oh, situation? Yeah. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Um, like the classic um, thing that we did, for example, um, would be to like drink a bottle of vodka before going out. So even by the time you, you actually like by the time you get out, you're already um, more than half cut. So half cut being like, you know, like almost like half drunk, let's say, but um, more than that. And yeah, waking up um, with like massive memory loss one time in particular i remember i woke up um, in bed and i looked at the ceiling i didn't realize where i was um and normally this kind of story goes and then there was a beautiful girl lying next to me or something like that but what actually happened was it was just a friend and uh, i stayed at his house he had changed house and um i had no idea where i was but i had no recollection of um actually going back to his house or why i decided to do that Oh, God. Wow. I I probably shouldn't say this story, but you've reminded me. Um, I remember a situation similar to that. 
and I woke up and I saw this this picture of a group of girls and I recognised one of them from a trip to Thailand and I had met her in Thailand and I had actually spent the night with her and um, I looked over and it wasn't her and it was it turned out it was her best friend and she knew her and then the next morning she realized oh it was drama absolute drama wow i mean the the chances of that of no wow that's impressive yeah um they're quite quite a lot better than my story of just waking up with my friend (laughs) well i might i might have preferred my friend to to lie next to me in that situation but yeah um so generally speaking we had quite messy nights it sounds like Mm. and i i feel like that was the general like life of a british person who goes to the university um and a lot of people joke about getting a a degree in fifa did you get a degree in fifa during this three-year stint um, I actually got a degree in Pro Evolution Soccer, which was oh. the uh, the rival game. Um, maybe our age difference is showing here because when I went to university, so from 2004 to 2007, um, Pro Evolution Soccer was definitely the number one game. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I, I definitely got a degree in that. And I'm, even now, I'm not willing to play FIFA because I kind of feel <laughs> like Pro Evolution Soccer was like my wife. <laughs> and I feel like my my wife has tragically passed away, so she's died, and I I don't want I'm not ready for another relationship with FIFA, so I I haven't gone there, I haven't done it yet. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, I I don't I don't want to encourage you to cheat on your dead wife, so <laughs> you you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah, you're right. Pez, what we called it. Um, pro evolution soccer was the dominant one then Mm. but yeah so my point was that we would play a lot of video games the guys would and the girls what would the girls do they would (laughs) they would drink a lot they would they would um socialize probably they would probably talk a lot more than us we would Mm. just play and drink play video games and drink and play sports yeah uh, definitely because when i actually went to university in the first year in dorms so like the dormitory sort of each person has their own room um we were on on the ground floor and it was all boys um and then on the first floor was all girls and yeah we used to spend our days like in someone's room around a tv each with like a playstation controller in our hands um whilst the girls would often sit in the kitchen and actually talk to each other which thinking back is probably the better thing to do but certainly didn't feel like it at the time that's right yeah that's true yeah i remember that as well the girls would be in the kitchen the boys would be in one bedroom all on a double bed or like a single bed like all five of us oh my turn my turn to play my turn exactly oh good lord i think we might need to stop there because i just went through the real english that has come up in the conversation so far and we have 30 fantastic phrases from just that first part of the conversation so we will leave it there to not overwhelm you with too many new phrases but i should say i have turned all of this into a lesson over on the british english podcast academy And of course, the conversation doesn't end there. We go on for another 25 odd minutes 
talking about student accommodation and campus life with even more amazing language for you to wrap your head around, meaning uh, for you to try to understand. And again, I include all of that in the academy, breaking down the language in exclusive video content, manually edited transcripts, interactive quizzes, and so much more. So if you'd like to continue listening to this conversation and study the content from this podcast to the point where you feel confident actually using it yourself in conversation, then head over to the thebritishenglishpodcast.com. And after saying that, I can confirm that we are at the end of the season. Have you enjoyed the journey? I hope so. We've had quite the variety of episodes. We started off with an introduction of how and why this podcast is being made. We then heard from British friends about the stereotypes attached to the Brits. And I then interviewed a South African, an Aussie and a New Zealander to see if they agree. We went into the pub together to make you feel more confident the next time you go. We had Shana on from the American English podcast who uh, talked about parenting differences between the UK and America. And then we had another one-man show that took us through British humour. We talked about ageing and cricket with Harry. And then, of course, we finished in style with Martin from the Rock and Roll English podcast who, as I said, does a fantastic job over there. So if you haven't checked his stuff out before, then I highly recommend you to do so. But yes, that is the end of season one. I hope we can do season two together. The original aim of this podcast was to create an affordable online academy which would accompany each episode to help intermediate and above English learners to dive deep into the usage of British English and culture. So if you would like to see another season, then head over to the website and see if you would be interested in studying with me in the academy, which would indeed Help support this podcast to keep going and bring you season two of the British English podcast. But thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. If you haven't listened to the whole of season one, then what are you waiting for? Go and enjoy it. I hope to be seeing you soon to help you enjoy the journey you are on, improving your English and better understanding British culture. My name is Charlie. Please do give this podcast a review if you haven't yet. And goodbye for now with a, a big, inappropriate, digital kiss from me. Mwah.